Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. If you want to take your Bibles, open them up or click however you get to them and open up to the book of Luke chapter 17. Um, I'm going to, to talk a, a message today and I hope you don't think that the reason I'm talking about this message is because um, the reason I'm doing that is not because it's Thanksgiving. If you haven't figured it out, I usually don't make a big deal about what's in the news or what time of year it is. We talk about Easter, we talk about Christmas, um, but the reason I'm talking about this is because I feel like the Lord put it on my heart. And so we're gonna open up in prayer if you wanna turn to Luke 17. But Heavenly Father, we thank you for being able to be here today. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word. We thank you for a building that we can meet in. God, we thank you for the people in this room that that love us and that we can love. And Lord, we come to you right now. We just ask that you would speak, that you would let your word be open to us, that you'd give us understanding and revelation, and that you'd work in our hearts and change us from the inside out, from by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about being thankful. I'm going to tell you that, and um, I'm hoping that it does something in our hearts and that we learn something about thankfulness as we go in. In the book of Luke, chapter 17, I'm going to start in verse 11. And this is a story of Jesus. And Jesus did a lot of miracles. He did a lot of wonderful things. And you're, this is one of, his, uh, one of his most interesting miracles to me. It says, On his way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. Now, leprosy, thank God we don't deal with leprosy like they did in those times. That, um, but, it, but it's probably one of the most terrible, horrendous, disgusting diseases that you could possibly have. It's where your body literally begins to die from your extremities upward. Your, your skin can turn white. Your, your fingers can, can fall off. Your, your, your nose and ears. And, and there, there's no cure for it. And what they did um, back then and what we even do today is we keep people at a distance. You don't want that disease. So this was like quarantining to the extreme. You did not want these people around you. So if you, if you had leprosy, you basically lost everything because you had to leave your family. You had to leave your, your job. You had to, to, to just be exiled. Disease that caused a lot of pain, a lot of disgust, a social issue. You lost contact. You, you had to be away from people. You couldn't come into town. You were, you were basically banished. And so there's a lot of suffering in this disease. And so Jesus walks by and he sees 10 lepers and they stood at a distance. And Jesus, because he's wonderful, he lifted up, I'm sorry, they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They're crying out. They're hoping he hears them. All ten of them um, likely had known a little bit about Jesus. They're calling him by name. They're calling him master. They're looking for him to do something to restore their bodies and make them whole. And that would ultimately allow them to be back and part 
of their community. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, it's interesting how Jesus heals in different ways. Sometimes he would touch, sometimes he would speak. One time he spit in mud and rubbed it in a guy's eyes. Um, but this time, he just says something. He says, go, show yourselves to the priests. In the law, there was a, there, there was a, there was a thing to do if you had leprosy. Number one, you, would, you were exiled from the community. But if, but if your sores, if your leprous sores, if they were healed, if, 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 if your skin became clean, then it was the priest who kind of allowed you back in. They had a lot of roles as priests. They, were, they would check out these sick people, and if, and if they were well, then they could be welcomed back into the community. So Jesus, he doesn't say, come here, come to me. He just says, go, show yourselves to the priests. And at that time, those 10 lepers had to make a decision. They had leprosy. Jesus didn't touch them. He didn't pray for them. He didn't really do anything except tell them to go and to show themselves to the priests. And so by faith, they turned, they went, they began to walk. And something very interesting happens. It says, and as they went, they were God's word. There, there, there's always some power in hearing God's word and obeying. See, that's how our faith gets feet. That's how it starts to work. And so they didn't just call out to Jesus for a miracle or call out to Jesus for an answer, but they actually put their faith into practice, and so they went. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. That's pretty awesome. They were healed. Verse 15 is, is really the reason why we're reading this today. It says, and then one of them. There were ten of them, right? It says one of them saw that he was healed, and he turned back. It's interesting, he, he, he turned back and praising God with a loud voice, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet and was giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. We talked about, I think, a few, last week, I think Caleb mentioned that, but Samaritans, they were, they were basically enemies of the Jews. The Jews did not like them. They didn't like them socially. They didn't like them religiously. They, they did not like them at all. So this outcast, in many ways, not only was he a leper, but he was a Samaritan. He turns around, he falls down, and he, and he tells Jesus, thank you. Thank you for healing me. Jesus answered, weren't ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Isn't that interesting how God can do things for people? And it, very often, people don't even recognize it. They just go on their way with their blessing and, and kind of rejoice in their blessing, but don't, don't turn around and offer thanks to Jesus, foreigner. He's showing that his power is not just for Israel, but just like God had promised, it is for the whole world. God had made that promise to Abraham, and it was coming true. And he said to him, rise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And the reason I say that is because we're going to talk about thankfulness, and we read this, and, it's, and I think it's so true. We see it in the scripture, and I think we see it with our eyes, is that that, that people, even when things are good, it's easy not to say thank you. 10% of the people in this verse turned around and began to offer a thank you 
to Jesus. Now, I don't know that that number holds true, but I would say more often than not, if we were to look at the blessings in our lives and, and the things that God has done, it's very easy for us to not say thank you. And what I want to talk to you guys today and what I want to kind of encourage us all and myself included, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking with you, is just the importance of gratitude to the Lord. If you look the word up in the Greek, and it means to express appreciations for blessings. Thank you is to, to express appreciations for blessings. I did some studying this week, and I, I studied a lot. I won't be able to say everything in here, but I, I, I could count five times that Jesus said thank you. Three of them were around food. It's interesting. Three of them, one was when he fed the 5,000, one was when he fed the 4,000. He also said thank you before communion. When he went to heal Lazarus and raise someone from the dead, kind of pointing to the fact that God would bring him up from the dead. Jesus says, thank you, Father, that you hear me. So he says, thank you for food three times. He says, thank you that God hears him. Have you ever said thank you for that? Do I? I'm not coming down on anybody. I'm just asking questions. But for Jesus to say that, that that's a powerful thing. And then later on, he says, thank you for, for revelation that was given that allowed the little children to understand that God had given people revelation. It's, it, and it has some benefits. Let's go to the book of Colossians chapter 3. I want to read a little bit more. And if you go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the people in Colossae, a city. He says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Don't we all want peace? Don't we all want that, that ability to be calm and at one with the Lord and, and absent of fear and conflict? But it says, let the peace of Christ, that's the peace we desire in our hearts, whether we realize it or not. Let it rule in our hearts to which you were indeed called. In one body. We were called to have peace. And so many people deal with anxiety. I have a job where I work with the community and I work with thousands of young people and their families. And I can tell you there are people in this community within miles from this building just dealing with anxiety. They don't have peace. And I think the only answer is Christ. There's people in this room that don't have peace. But it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called. God is calling you to have peace. It's his desire that we have peace, the peace of Christ in our hearts. And he says, and be thankful. It's a command. It's, a, it's more than an encouragement. It's something that God wants from us that we would be thankful he goes on to say in verse 16, he says, And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In us, that we would think on it and meditate and study and reflect and, and richly dwell in us. 
that it's thick. When I think of something that's rich, I think of some, some chocolate that's almost like too sweet for the taste. And I'm telling you, God's word is sweet. He says, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. Teaching takes wisdom. Correcting others takes wisdom. And then he says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. Again, he talks about thankfulness. This idea of being appreciative. And he says, and whatever you do, in word or deed, so anything you say or anything you do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. See, oftentimes I think when, when the word calls us to do something and when there's, there's charges or commands or, or things that, that, that the word calls us to do, it's, it's because we don't do them naturally. It, it's almost a not natural. We saw that with the lepers. There were ten people healed. Ten people had their bodies fixed. And ten people could go home to their families and hug their loved ones. Ten people could go back to work and provide for themselves or, or maybe provide for their children, which they couldn't do before. Ten people's whole lives were changed by Jesus. But only one turned around and said, thank you. See, with thanksgiving, it, 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 and I'm not talking about the holiday. I'm talking about thanksgiving and attitude in our hearts which is appreciative for, for what God has done. It's a powerful thing. In fact, in the book of Revelation, if you turn to chapter 4, in the book of Revelation, there's an interesting image. John sees, and he sees heaven. Now, it's hard to know if this is like imagery, if this is something that is actually happening, or if or if this is just some kind of picture of what is happening. But whatever John sees, it's be that way. Like, God should be bigger than we understand. These creatures, these beings that are, that are great and terrible and mighty, that, that are before the throne of God. And these creatures are, 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 are worshiping God. These creatures that if any of us saw it would probably freak us out and scare us. I mean, the description is, is, is wild. But it says something, these, these creatures, these four living creatures, they do something. And it has an impact on people. And I want you to see that. In verse 9 it says, And whenever the living creatures, all right, whenever they give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated at the throne, who lives forever and ever. So there's this, there's this picture of these wonderful, magnificent creatures that are bigger and more interesting and wonderful than any of us, but yet they are amazed at God. They are in wonder and awe, and they honor God because he's greater than them. And when they give glory and honor and thanks, verse 10 says, the 24 elders, representing the, the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles, but they fall down before the one who is seated on the throne and they worship him who lives for us. 
causes us to fall down before God. And what's interesting, and I've seen it, I experienced it the first time I went to church. I was, uh, after I became a Christian, I, I, was not, I did not become a Christian in church. I did not. It was at home um, by the grace of God. My mom, God used my mom. We prayed. And so I said, man, I need to go to church. And I tell you something, I hated church. I'd been as a little kid, thought it was horrible. Only thing I ever did in church was count the lights. I was like, one, two, three, four. All right, let's count those lights. Those are different. So I, I just didn't like it. But something happened when Jesus had saved me and he changed my heart. And then I walked into this building and I heard other people praising God. It wasn't just the music on the stage, but it was, it was the people that I sat next to. When I heard them praising God, I can remember something in me broke. I said, they believe this, and God is real, and, and this is a holy moment, and, and, and it was just like God's love and power fell on my life like never before. And so that was kind of the reaction I heard when people praise God. And, and these 24 elders, whoever they are, they, had a, they have a similar experience. It's interesting. It says whenever they do this, they fall down. See, I have a job that's probably not like most of yours. In my job, um, about an hour and 10 minutes after I start my work day, every day, we do the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a really interesting thing because I'll be in the middle of talking to a parent about a very serious thing or talking to a group of teachers or talking to another administrator and all of a sudden they'll start the pledge and all of a sudden we're all like, Phew. and then it's done and we continue our conversation. Like you don't, you will never experience how strange that is. Like we could be talking about like life important things where that impact child's lives forever but it's time for the pledge, and we all stand up. And, and, and I think that that is kind of what, what, when we hear thankfulness, when we experience thankfulness, it, it changes us. See, we orient ourselves to the flag during the pledge, but, but I think thankfulness orients our hearts to the lulls us to attention, and it, and it causes us to pause and to reflect and so these guys, they cast their throne, their crowns down before the throne in verse 10. Like if you're one of the top 24 people out of all the billions of people, like you're pretty cool. Can we just admit that? Can we just be honest? None of us are going to be on those thrones. Not one person here is going to be on that throne. We're, we're not in that group. So like they're pretty cool. We should show them some respect. But even them, they're like, all the respect I have being on this throne is nothing compared to the wonder of God. And they just throw their crown down before them. Like, we can't even picture that. And it says, they, they just start to say, worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. And by your will they existed and were created. See, thankfulness, and, and they, they, they have that reaction when they hear these creatures thanking God. And I, I just want to tell you, like, being thankful, it's important. And I think it does something in our hearts. 
It's so important that when David was establishing um, the, the way people would relate to God, he hired people just to worship God in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. He had a whole group of people that it was just their job to offer thanks and praise to God. Paul says that the people who are lost in Romans chapter 1, they don't honor God and they don't give him thanks. Being thankful is a powerful thing. In some of my research, not only did I study what the Word said about thankfulness, but I, but I wanted to hear what does the world say? Sometimes it's okay to say, what do they say? And what's interesting, there, there's, there's a million, not a million, but a ton of studies out there by different universities about what gratitude does to people. I can say this, that all the studies found that gratitude and having a grateful heart has two effects that they all have seen. Number one, it reduces stress. I want you to think about that. People who are depressed, when they start to become thankful, depression decreases. Those are two things that were like across all the different studies. But all the other studies had some very interesting findings, and I'm going to read some of them to you. People had better physical health. It reduces feelings of envy and resentment. It reduces feelings of regret and guilt. It improves your empathy. It helps you sleep better. It makes you make better decisions. It reduces suicidal thoughts. It improves our romantic relationships, are the relationships we have with our friends and the relationships we have with our families. It makes us more giving. Thankfulness reduces materialistic desires. Substance abuse decreases in people who are thankful. Coronary health improves when we're thankful. People become more optimistic when they begin to practice thankfulness. People in businesses are better managers when they begin to be thankful. People have more patience with others when they're thankful. People find more meaning in the work that they do when they're thankful. Immune systems improve in glucose levels, balance out. Blood pressure decreases. People exercise more when they're thankful. People live longer, their lifespan increases. People forgive easier when they practice thankfulness. People have more energy and more vitality when they're thankful. People deal with grief and sadness better when they're thankful. When people are thankful, they'll stay at their work and there's less problems with retention and productivity increases. I think people overcome drama, trauma, not drama, drama too, but trauma is what I meant to say when they're thankful. People have more mental strength and resilience. Like maybe, I'm just saying maybe. Maybe when God said, be thankful in everything, 
Walk around with thankfulness in your hearts and a, a song of praise and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Like maybe he said that and it wasn't just because he wants you to say, like he wants to hear it all the time. Maybe it's because it's good to us. Maybe it's not like God is up there like, you know, I really want you to thank me more. Come on, bring it. Maybe it's actually because it's good for our souls and it's good for our hearts and it's good for our bodies and it's good for our relationships. I mean, maybe, just maybe, like the people that are study things and they study the way things impact, maybe they figured out a truth that God has told us thousands of years ago. Maybe. So I encourage us, all of us, myself included, to be thankful. Paul, he talked about being thankful at least 14 times in Scripture that I could count. Nine of those times he was being thankful for people like Timothy and Philemon and, and Priscilla and Aquila and churches like the people in, during the shipwreck. He gave thanks. He's like, this ship is about to crash. Let's say thanks. He was thankful. Maybe that was one of the reasons Paul could endure. Maybe he learned the secret of being thankful in everything and for everything and realizing that God is good whether the ship is crashing or not. Maybe, maybe this would be one thing that, that we could do more than just on the fourth Thursday in November. I'm not even caring about what you do on Thanksgiving. But I'm saying maybe, maybe, maybe if we were just thankful every day in everything we did at all times and we didn't wait for a holiday to remind us to be thankful. One way you can do it and one way that can, that can help you out, if you're saying, well, how can I be thankful? I would encourage you right now to, to set yourself a reminder for later on today. You can do it. You don't have to. But sit down and make a list of everything you're thankful for. For your friends, for your family, for your health, for your bills that are paid, for the lights that are on, for the food in your fridge, whatever you want to be thankful for. The other thing is every day and make sure you're, you're, you're thanking God. The other thing is whatever situation you're in, just be thankful. Whoever you're meeting, just begin to get, tell God thank, thank you. Maybe under your breath, maybe in your heart, maybe out loud. Another thing you could do is think about the people that matter to you, the people that have been a blessing. Maybe you could send them a text. Say, thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for being a good wife. Thank you for being a good husband. Maybe you could begin to just put it into practice. Or give thanks in the Greek is basically the word Eucharist. Eucharisto. I'm not saying it right. Caleb could probably correct me better. But that's the same word we use for in communion. So Caleb, come up here, brother. Would you stand with me, church? We're going to end by being thankful for the greatest thing that Jesus ever did. 
Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus was broken so that we could be made whole. Jesus' life was be poured out so that the dead could live again in him. So Caleb is going to lead us in communion. And we're going to be thankful. Hey guys, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs>